Hello, guys, and welcome to Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Uh, this is episode 63 with Rachel Peck. Um, just so that you know, I'm a little under the weather today. So uh, if I'm not my uh, energetic self, I do apologize. Uh, when I got a COVID test this morning, it's not COVID. I think it's worse. I think it's man flu. Um, for anybody that's out there that's ever had man flu, uh, they know what it is that I'm on about. Some people say it's actually worse than childbirth, um, and I'd have to probably agree with them on that front. So uh, to all you men out there that have had uh, man flu, um, you know what it is that I'm going through. But today we've got Rachel Peck on the show. Um, we are going to be basically, you know, she's been in Costa Rica for over a decade during that time of helped thousands of people uh, reserve vacations all over Costa Rica. She's a mom of two amazing kids, also the top travel consultant for the NAMU Travel Group and Costa Rican Vacations, which is how I know Rachel. Her and I have worked together for years. But I thought it good to get her on the podcast and get her opinion on kind of vacation rentals, how to design, maximize revenue, uh, and just get a great, you know, uh, viewpoint from a different perspective rather than someone that's in the industry, someone that's on the out, you know, on the on out looking in, um, and also has a huge amount of knowledge on vacations here in Costa Rica. So remember, if you have any questions for Rachel, uh, or want to contact her with, her, you know, basically for her to custom design your luxury vacation, her contact details will be in the description. Um, and if you want to reach out to me at all, need any help with a project, searching for an investment, want to get some input, um, and kind of like, I suppose, pick my brain, feel free to. My email address is info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Let's get straight into it, guys. Rachel, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good, Richard. Richard, how are you? I'm very, very good. Thanks. I got a bit of man flu as I gave on the bit of the introduction here, but uh, yeah, I'm getting over it. Good. I'm sure it'll last a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, let's jump straight into it. I mean, it's been a crazy two years for us. I mean, we've been kind of in the trenches. You know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast are aware, you know, of my involvement with NAMU, um, you know, and I gave a bit of an introduction to you saying basically how amazing you are. Um, but I mean, you know, we went from what? canceling vacations in March 2020, you know, now not being able to keep up with, you know, the new sales. I think Jan 2022 could be our biggest month ever, you know, we'll yeah, see. But crazy. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely insane. But I mean, what trends are you seeing with customers in, in, on your side on the travel industry? Yeah, I mean, I feel like right now people are super ready to travel, like busting at the seams to travel. Um, but one thing that I've noticed is different than like before COVID, if people are super skeptical uh, in general on like what our cancellation policies are, what'll happen if X, Y, or Z happens. Um, so people are definitely more skeptical in a sense where they just want to know what would happen if they got COVID, if they got COVID here in Costa Rica before they were even to come to Costa Rica. Um, so I think that it's more, not necessarily people are more nervous, not necessarily that, but I definitely think they're more skeptical and asking more questions on the what ifs. I think it's all about the what ifs right now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I mean, I think that, I mean, you've got young kids. I mean, you know, I mean, especially traveling with kids, you want to know that stuff and just, you know, I mean, it's just, you would just want to know because I mean, everything's so last minute nowadays, you know, rules are changing left, right and center. But I mean, the good news is that the industry here has been pretty flexible with us, no? For sure. Oh, absolutely. That's what I tell most of my clients. It's like right now when people are, they come in with lots of questions, like they're really scared. Um, the minute I kind of explain like, hey, we've been here every step of the way when COVID even hit, we've been able to work with our partners. Most of our partners are super understanding. I can't tell you how many people for Christmas of my clients that really the day before and the day of, you know, weren't able to travel. And we, our whole entire team was able to, to really work with the hotels and get a lot of really flexible um, policy. So it was really, it's been really 
inspiring to hear how much yep. the industry has been understanding of this when before, you know, it was very hard to reschedule trips to, you know, get clients their money back or whatever it may be. So yeah, we that's one thing that's been really awesome is that we've been able to help our clients know that their investment is safe by either rescheduling or putting the trip on hold. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, it's it's nice to see the industry kind of kind of, you know, I suppose kind of banding together on that. So changing gears a little bit, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware, this podcast is focused more on real estate and investing in Costa Rica. Um, how long have you been in Costa Rica now, Rachel? Uh, it'll be nine years in July. So wow. a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that you've seen a few things, but I mean, in your opinion, what mistakes do you see that people like they often make, um, you know, when looking to invest, move, you know, down here in Costa Rica and how would you suggest they avoid them? Yeah, I mean, I think like when we first moved down here, you know, nine years ago, I feel like it was way cheaper. I don't know if you, I know you've been here for longer than I have, but it was, def I think one of the biggest things people do is they don't really realize like the cost of living here or the cost of purchasing things or doing business here or in general, the cost of things. Um, so I think that people get surprised maybe when they find out the different costs associated with either building anything or buying something or starting a business. Um, and I also think a lot of people come here expecting it to be perfect. And although we love it, you know, this is something that, you know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. There's a lot of headaches and road bumps and, and a lot of stuff that take place. And so I think people, when they come down here with incorrect expectations or assuming this is all paradise, I think that kind of stops them in the track, their tracks when the first big thing happens, whether it's, you know, the car prices are ridiculously expensive, that sort of thing, people get surprised. Um, so I think people maybe what I've noticed just in nine years of, and it's not everybody, but I find like at least five years ago, that's why like now I feel like more people have come and explored Costa Rica and then move here, like with their families and stuff. But, you know, five, 10 years ago, when we first moved here, I feel like nobody explored the area as much. They just kind of like picked up, moved and then dropped down and we're like, holy, you know, what's going on? Yep. So I think a lot of people maybe didn't necessarily do as much research, but now I'm seeing it different. I'm seeing a lot more in our area anywhere, a lot more families moving down here. And so you, when you have a family, you have to be more, you know, aware of your surroundings. So I do see a lot more people come here to visit, stay for six months to a year, and then come back and make the decision to actually settle down. I think that's a smart, you know, that's always my advice for people. I mean, I, I speak to a lot of people who are looking to kind of move here or invest here that never been here before. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to let you do any of that. Like, come down, see the areas. As I like to say to people, find your tribe first, like where you like the people, the areas that you like, because I mean, again, where you guys are in Dominicao or Vito Hachau is completely different than Northern Guanacaste, you know, which is completely For different sure. than the Central Valley. Um, you know, and you've got to really find the climate, the people, you know, and especially if you've got family, like the schooling, um, you know, that kind of really fits you. So, I mean, I agree. I think people should just take their time and not rush into Costa Rica. There's a lot of yeah. land here. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's going to go anywhere for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. Everything is selling so crazy right now. So I don't know. Maybe it will. True. True. So, I mean, you, as I mentioned there, you live in the Dominicao, Uvito Hachau, which is kind of the Southern Pacific area. I mean, what is the area like and how would you describe it to the listeners? Yeah. I mean, I, when we moved here, I would definitely have considered it more off the beaten path. I mean, it's, it's more removed. Not a lot of people, even people that we meet from San Jose that are locals to Costa Rica, you know, you know, they would say like, you know, three years ago when Timo would say something about they live in Obito, we would say like, why do you live there? Like, why would you live in Dominical? You know, because in their mind, they thought nothing was there. Um, but yeah, I think this area has definitely grown. What we love about it and just seen over the last nine years, you know, we moved here, we didn't have kids. So of course we were more in like the party beach bums like totally di different atmosphere 
and you can find that. But then there's now so many families moving here that there's more private schools offered there. You know, there's more things happening for kids, which I think is super important. Um, so I guess I could kind of consider off beaten path, but not really so much anymore. I definitely think that this area has been found out by families, especially because there is the infrastructure of the banks, the grocery stores, and then the beach right nearby. So, you know, a place like Dominical, which is a little bit smaller and more of that beach, beach vibe atmosphere, doesn't have as much of the grocery stores. It's got more of the smaller supers. And then Ubita kind of has everything you need to kind of have a family. You know, you, you can walk to the, the banks if you need to. You can do all of your shopping right there in the center. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, it's definitely growing. And I think everything's growing south. So Ohochal is actually like our, in, where we want to get eventually, because right now we're in the center of Ubita, which is great. Um, but Ohochal is just more, you know, more land, more, it's not as much, I guess, development right now and so eventually we want to keep going south um but yeah i definitely think our area is not as off the beaten path as it used to be but it's definitely desirable for families you know for young people who want to come and kind of have a community because there are so many and of course i'm speaking because i had young kids like you mentioned so that's a lot of like what we look for so we just in the last year alone we've met more younger families than in the entire nine years of living here it's been crazy Wow. Well, I mean, you guys have the huge advantage, though, as well. I mean, if people want to be kind of down towards the beach, they can be. But if they want to be a little bit further in the hills and mountains with a little bit of a cooler climate, I mean, and it gets cool up there as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, way up in the mountains. I mean, it's definitely a way different temperature than right at the beach. And that's a good point. It's like our area is like, right. It's almost like Manuel Antonio, where the rainforest meets the beach. But then there's so much more areas to go than just Manuel Antonio. Um, so, yeah, I think our area is super special because it has the rainforest. Forest, you can go up high and then also has the beach too so you kind of get the best of both worlds you get everything like i i think you pretty much get everything of what costa rica offers minus the volcano yep yep well and i mean if i'm correct you guys get hot springs up there at some in some areas right yeah actually there are hot springs in between metal antonio and here which we've never been to but there are actually hot springs so it's really just the volcano that we're missing out on well, let's not let's hope they don't put one up there pretty soon so uh yeah, yeah. that would be interesting yeah <laughs> that exactly. would bring a lot more people here no, <laughs> well i mean again i i know that you're not you know integrally involved in real estate in the area but i'm sure that you kind of at least have kind of like you can feel the pulse in that area i mean i think you've answered this and i'll ask it anyway but do you think it's a good investment to invest in that area and why and also is there a, is there a business that you think needs to be opened in that area yeah, that's a huge question. So I definitely think this area is 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 a great area to invest in because of what I said, how it's blowing up. There's, you know, they're putting, you know, more, there's talks of more, um, not necessarily subdivisions of what you would assume in like the suburbs, but, you know, a, so, you know, kind of like a Costa Rica subdivision where it's a gated community with, you know, little farms on site, a school on site. There are talks of two or three of those about to go in in this area. Um, so I definitely think this area is going to continue being desirable for families. So I think, I do think um, that it is a very good place to um, invest. And I think it's, everything's going to start moving south. Right now, I think Uvita is priced pretty high. Um, and you would know more about this than I would, but I'm pretty sure that right now we're in like a pretty huge, like there's not a lot of um, inventory and there's a Correct. huge demand. So I think that, yeah, I think it's real interesting what we're seeing because, you know, I do have friends in real estate and they're saying it's just crazy and what things are selling for that they would have sold for pre-COVID, you know, is very interesting. I guess it's more inflated. Um, but yeah, we we personally invested. We have a house here that we, um, you know, have put equity into and that sort of thing. So I definitely think that this area is a great place to invest for sure.
Yeah, I mean, it's probably, you know, beyond Guanacaste is probably the area that gets the most interest from people just because, again, it has that mix of rainforest and beaches and kind of mountains, which the northern part is just very dry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I just had some clients, actually clients of, of Namu's actually just, uh, you know, we're about to close on a property down in Tres Rios in the Cascada Sandola. Beautiful piece, you know, just spectacular views, rainforest all around them. So, yeah, I mean, as you said, everything's moving south and, you know, Ojachau has some pretty good restaurants, no? It does. It really does. It, it's and it's beautiful, right? When you drive into Ojotar, my daughter's school is down there, and that's why eventually we know we want to get down there. You just drive in. There's just this feeling of like, and you can still come to Ubita to get all your groceries and stuff. But going into Ojotar, there's just this feeling of like pure peace, yep. tranquil. Like probably what we, the reason I moved to Costa Rica nine years ago. So yeah, I definitely think it's going to get further south. So I, I think our area is definitely super desirable, and I'm sure it's just going to keep on. The demand is going to keep on being here. Yeah. Is there a business that you think needs to be opened in the area? Just because, I mean, again, you know, as populations grow in the area, you know, there's always things that are missing beyond the price mark, of course, which probably wouldn't fit down there. But um, yeah, I mean, that would be nice. But, um, you know, that's a good question. I because my mindset is so um, families with young kids, you know, that is one thing I feel like. And of course, I, it sounds like I'm complaining because we have the beach, which is amazing, you know, but not every day do we want to go to the beach, which we do spend a lot of time at the beach. But um, specifically, you know, I, I definitely think there's some needs of more things for families, whether it's not necessarily buying toys, but just buying good quality clothes or we don't go all the yep. way to San Isidro. Um, so I definitely think more things that are geared around like everyday things that are not just groceries. Um, And then more like activity stuff for kids. We just got our first little mini golf thing down here, which is cool. Um, So yeah, I I mean, I I think that's a hard question because I'm sure there's so much more that's needed in this area, especially with how much it's blowing up. Um, But I definitely think things that would be more beneficial to, you know, to families, more toys and that kind of talking of families hey don't worry we have kids come in the podcast all the time so my kids sometimes go in i make sure that they have to say hello i make sure they have to say hello when they come in so they don't come in that often he likes to walk in here when i'm talking so yeah i think more um like entertainment stuff for families um restaurants we have quite a few but i definitely think with how many people are coming down here i definitely think there needs to be more spread out in terms of restaurants um just more things to do for families. And I'm sure there's way more that are needed that I just am not thinking of right now. No worries. Where is the place? I would like to ask people this, you know, I mean, you've been here for nine years. I mean, you've been over this country multiple different times, you know, it very, very well. Where's the place in Costa Rica that you like to go? You know, that's a little bit off the beaten path. You know, it's funny because it used to be Santa Teresa and we just went there and we went during high season, which I've never, I don't usually travel during high season because this job's crazy during that time. But we actually went for the weekend last weekend and I, I still love Santa Teresa, but it is definitely not off the beaten path anymore. It is, oh. I cannot believe how much it's blown up. Like I it truly, truly. So, but I would say Santa Teresa, which I still love or the, the Drake Bay area. I absolutely love Drake Bay. It's super easy to get to from, you know, Uvita, and it's so off the beaten path that every time I go there I get this feeling of like like I don't know 30 years ago what some of the places of Costa Rica were before so many people came and so I I think Drake Bay is definitely one of the top places on my list yeah I mean it is pretty amazing here just Costa Rica I mean you know we think about like nine years ago you know or even seven 20 years ago was the first time I came here you know 17 years ago since I've been living here just how like developed it was back then and where it is today and it really is not developed really at all like you know just more people (laughs) that's it you know that's how Santa Teresa was like I was really shocked at how many people there were and there's not I mean there's a lot more restaurants there but that's it like there's not that much more grocery stores like there's not yeah it's really really interesting how that is happening 
Yep. Unplanned growth like normal in Costa Rica, you know, and I always said Costa Rica woke up one day and realized that they had paradise. I mean, there were a couple of decisions that they made with the national parks, you know, and probably yeah. their social system and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I mean, forgive anyone that any politician that's listening on this, but like, again, I don't think this was planned. Yeah, well, it's definitely blown up. And there's some people that, you know, really, of course, love it. So yeah, exactly. Where have you guys personally invested and why, if you don't mind me asking? No, we, um, we've invested in, I guess, like, so I don't know, let's say maybe five years ago, my husband and his dad wanted to do a building flip. Um, and so we, they did that. They found a piece of land, they built the house. And then right as COVID was hitting, we decided that we were going to keep the house and start yep. to pay the loan down. Um, so that's what we personally invest in ourselves is, is our own personal home. Um, and then we do, you know, my husband's always thinking about different ways because right now I don't feel like there's a huge, and you, again, you would know you've been out in the search, but there's not as many like mid-level homes for families that are not the million dollar you know, ocean view houses, which are, of course are amazing, but not everyone can afford that. Um, and so they're the inventory of mid range, you know, two to three to four family homes that are not, you know, under 500,000 are pretty non-existent. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I think my husband definitely wants to keep on doing that now that we've decided to keep this house. Um, but but yeah, we've personally invested our own home here, again, as the idea to sell it. Um, and then we just fell in love with it too much and we didn't want to give it up. But yeah, so, and, and my husband does that. He does, you know, projects for people who do bring money in to do more investments. So it's definitely a huge thing here. Um, and if we, of course, if we had more, we would keep, we would keep on doing it. And that's the ending goal is to keep on, um, you know, maybe doing more building flips that are more geared towards families our age yep. versus million dollar properties well i mean there's a huge market there i mean as you mentioned i mean you know everything there's a lot of stuff down the well i mean there's not a lot of stuff i mean there's land and then there's multi-million dollar homes yeah. you know, and everything else in the middle there really isn't much there and you know i mean when people are coming from the u.s maybe they're coming with you know three to six hundred thousand dollars is it's yeah. really difficult to find something mm-hmm. you know so yeah, even land prices i'm I'm hearing are really, really crazy. And there's not as much flat ground, which would be more within that range after you purchase the land and build the house. So um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that this area is, is it's going to keep on growing. Definitely. Well, I think you answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It's my last question to you because I know that you're busy and we're here in uh, high season. Case is going to kill me for doing this podcast, but uh, maybe he won't find out. Um, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it in business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I, I probably four years ago, I would have said a business, you know, I don't know necessarily what kind of business, but um, knowing what I now know with my husband doing his own business, you know, it's very expensive to do a business here um, in terms of like, I mean, I know you guys definitely know, but there's just so much cost involved and it's so hard to really turn over a huge profit. Um, so I think what we would do with it is probably invest it in land. And then, like I said, build a house that would be yep. more geared towards mid-level families um, and do a building flip. I feel like that would be the best way to make significant money um, just because running a business, whew, it sounds very expensive and very hard here. So I, I definitely think doing the build and flip, especially in the, in the looking, go for the, the inventory that's not really there right now, which would be yep. those mid-level houses. I agree. I agree. Well, Rachel, I'll not keep you any further. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and anyone that wants to contact Rachel, uh, contact details will be in the description. Rachel is probably one of the top designers for luxury vacations that we've ever had in this country. So guys, reach out to her. Uh, She'll do an amazing job. She has great contacts, great network. um, And like a fine tailored suit, she'll fine tailor your vacation to you. Yes. 
Thank you so much, Richard. I appreciate it. No, no worries. Thanks for your time, Rachel. Okay. Hey guys, another great episode there with Rachel Peck from Costa Rican Vacations and the Namu Travel Group. Uh, as you can see, she lives down in the Uvita Dominical uh, Ochal area, which is an area of beauty uh, in this country. I mean, well, the whole country is beautiful, but that area has like rainforest hitting beaches. Uh, if I was to move to the beach, it would certainly be one of the areas that I would uh, be looking at just because again, a little bit cooler climates in the mountains there. But you know, within 10 to 15, 20 minutes, you can be at the beaches if you want to, uh, and great infrastructure, you know, located about three, three and a half hours from San Jose, um, or you can just fly into either Parma Sur uh, or Quepos, the Manuel Antonio area very, very quickly within like 15 to 20 minutes of San Jose. So remember guys, for anybody that wants Wants to contact me personally, anybody looking to make an investment, wants some advice, um, I can help you make the mistakes or the millions of dollars that I've lost here in the in, in the industry, uh, you know, buying, developing, building land here, I'm more than happy to help anyone. Uh, a lot of the time people just get frustrated and want some unbiased help. Uh, again, I'm not a realtor. Uh, people basically consult me to basically represent themselves and their interests so that I'm so that I'm not chasing commissions. But you can email me info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Again, my name is Richard Beck. And I look forward to uh, many more podcasts going forward, guys. Have a good one.